1: in the game of basketball stars are made but how do they get to that point How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish.
2: Welcome to Rebound Radio. Alex Clancy alone, solemnly in studio. We do have the aforementioned Matthew Fish out in Iowa on remote Hi. location today. Um, we're still going to rock it, even though we're not face-to-face like we normally are. Matt, how was the week?
3: You know what? I got up here just the other day, late last night, and uh, it sounds like just in time with the weather going to be in the 1-14, 15, 16, 17. I don't know. It just sounds hot. And I'm here back in Iowa, a place I grew up, and actually on my family farm that my um, my, my parents, uh, grandparents, great-grandparents on down the line, fifth generation, and uh, a place that I like to call home, a couple hundred acres in southeastern Iowa, where things are just a little bit slower, but guess what? We still get the finals out here, too. I'm looking forward to those.
2: So I, one pertinent question. Uh, is your family like Steven Adams' family, where everybody's 6'10 and above? <laughs> No,
3: you know what the crazy part is, is that uh, my my mother's kind of tall. I mean, she was, I think she got up to 5'10". My dad's about six foot, but the running joke is, is the mailman's seven foot.
2: Yeah, where the hell did you come from?
3: (laughs) My my mom hates that joke, by the way. Uh, (laughs) And I'm here with her. She's probably going to hit me over the back of the head with a spoon, a wooden spoon. But that being said, I'm not really sure. You know, there's some tall on my dad's side, and there's some tall on my mom's side. And by far, I'm the tallest of all.
2: Nothing like a little infidelity joke to start the to start the show off. All right, we do have a lot to talk about today. Um, yeah. The finals are upon us, and uh, we have some interesting storylines that are you know subplots that uh, I've wanted to talk about for a long time, and finally is the time to do it. Do Steph Curry and Klay Thompson have a let's say creative advantage over many in the NBA because of where they came from and because of their lineage? We'll talk about that. LeBron James, in separate polls, was voted the most loved and most hated NBA player. Uh, separate polls, which is it's polarizing as as character that LeBron James is, and Steph Curry being the uh, lowest paid. Starting player on the Golden State Warriors, and we're going to tie that into what I talked about before with Del Curry and, and, and the money that he made in the NBA. First, like we always do, and the reason for this show, the NBRPA, the National Basketball Retired Players Association, Rebound Magazine, that Matt Fish spearheads. Matt, what is up and coming in the world of the NBRPA? Oh, yeah. It's interesting.
3: Right now we have the Board of Directors meeting in Miami, and they're out there trying to make sure that this organization continues in the right direction. And we got a a mass email yesterday saying announcing that we're moving the office to New Orleans. I'm like, oh, interesting, exciting. And then today we get an email that said, ah, that might not work out. So all in a matter of 24 hours, we're moving the office to New Orleans, and we circled right back. We're going to keep it in Chicago. So I know that they're just trying to make sure that they're making the best decisions possible, but I did want to talk about a couple things. One, we have a camp that's up and coming down there in Phoenix on June 16th at the Carl Hayden High School. It's for Press for Success in partnership with the junior NBA and, of course, the Phoenix chapter that I'm president of out there, the 501c3. And I enjoy making a difference in the community just like the organization does but also helping the transitioning athletes from the days of playing until the days after. There's one program that I want to discuss today real quick, too. It's called Hospital for Special, Special Surgery. And we have a premier program that actually has these services that help the members of the NBRPA. So that's former NBA, WNBA, Harlem Globetrotter, and former NBA, so ABA players. But this program, really, it's world class. And, and I don't know if enough people are taking advantage of this, so I want to throw it out there again to get into the members that are listening and to those that aren't members. Just These are some opportunities that these guys have in front of them. This, this opportunity has to do with services, and there's metal, medical evaluations, so there's a comprehension, comprehensive medical uh, assessment that uh, they go through training uh, at this hospital for special surgery physicians. They take a look at you and your medical eval, but it goes anywhere from nutrition to performance to body compensation analysis to soft tissue massages, to behavioral health evaluation, to goal-specific analysis that people are looking for, as well as runner performance analysis and golf performance analysis. You might as well throw the golf in there, too. But this program exists to help the athlete in all all of these variety of needs. And so I wanted to throw that out there as my uh, key program for the week for the National Basketball Retired Players Association Hospital for Special Surgery.
2: I wasn't listening. Can you say that again? That wasn't. I'm just kidding. That was. That's fantastic. So here's the thing: is what I've learned in the probably six weeks or so that we've done this show is in the research that I've done is that every day it seems like the NBRPA is doing more and reaching more people and giving more avenues for retired players to you know keep their life in line and, and maybe get it on a different track, uh, physically, emotionally you know it psychologically everything and this seems like the best one yet i mean this seems like so many so multifaceted that it it will reach anybody in any way they need and see fit i mean i i and it, there are things that that i that i notice that you talk about and and things and it's I'm looking at the NBA Facebook site right now, and there are just so many things, and it blows me away because it's not the NFL, so it doesn't get the coverage that, that the NFL gets because the NFL is the NFL. That doesn't mean that they're not reaching as many people, if not more, than, than the NFL is doing. And I, I, I do this every week, but I have to commend you for your work, and, uh, and, and I hope things continue to, to flourish and snowball like they have been, man.
3: Well, thank you, and again, everything's always a work in progress, but I do think we have nice momentum rolling right now, and, and I'm excited about how you know these guys are getting together, the board of directors, to make sure we're headed in that direct direction. So then next month, the Legends World Sports Conference is held in Mandalay Bay. We all meet together. So We have one Legends World Sports Conference a year, and so we're getting together as a group up in Vegas and, and really going to sit down and, and discuss this direction and also fraternize Make sure everyone's on the up-and-go. If anyone needs any help, we all bring each other up together, you know, and and share these great programs. And, and Alex, I I really enjoy putting it out there because not enough people do know about it.
2: Yeah, and it's great. And at 888-346-9144, eight 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 three four six nine one four four if you want to call in and Matt ask Matt any questions or uh, give any comments for the great things that they're doing uh, with the NBRPA and Rebound magazine, please do so follow Matt at rebound talk on Twitter if you want to see all things up and coming with the NBRPA and you can follow at him on Facebook and uh, the rebound magazine Facebook page like that, and you'll get all the information that you need uh so what date is that? is that the seventeenth you said of June? I can't remember. I'm trying to think back to last week.
3: Yes, it is. It's uh, that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right around the is it the 15th, 16th, 17th. So that's the time that I'm heading up there. I'm heading up on that Saturday. I'm going to spend like four or five days. I'm going to bring up a video camera, and I'm hoping maybe we can get this radio show up there going. So we're going to do a variety of things, try to cover the event, make sure that we're bringing it out there so that it, it does have the coverage and exposure that it deserves.
2: That's great. So, I, I, there's no fun way to segue into that because I'd love to talk about that for our, for the whole show. And and we will every week be talking more and more in depth about Rebound Magazine and the NBRPA as the uh, NBA season fades away. Having said that, we have a very very important uh, two weeks ahead of us. If again, if you've been under a rock for the past uh, year, uh, we've we've been. Uh, Talking about Golden State and Cleveland being the prohibitive favorites to meet in the NBA Finals, lo and behold, Golden State comes back from a 3-1 deficit against Oklahoma City and reaches the Finals for a second year in a row. Cleveland uh, has a little bit of an easier road, reaches for a second year in a row, and this year is what we wanted last year. Two healthy teams... A lot of it having to do with luck and a lot of it having to do with them being able to sit their players because uh, Cleveland pretty much, even though it was a little closer than, uh, than Golden State, they pretty much just coasted uh, through the, the last half of the season, last third of the season. Golden State was sitting players midway through the season in the fourth quarter. Uh, so they're healthy. They're ready. Steph Curry is fully healthy again after the MCL sprain. And LeBron James has everything that he needs that he's been saying to win a championship in Cleveland.
3: And it's been... Well, in- that's, it's time to deliver, Alex. That's what I think. If, if he has it all and they're as healthy as they say they are, let's see it. I, I just think it's going to be great. And you're right. It's what we've all been waiting for.
2: Yeah, and, and they couldn't have got there in more different ways. And I'm not talking about the teams. I'm talking about the star players. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson... Took them a couple years to get you know, acclimated to the NBA. Steph had some injury concerns early on with his knee with his ankles, I should say. He's bulked up. He's got the right muscles strengthened. So that will keep his ankles in line. I'm sure that the ankle braces help. Klay Thompson took him a couple years to, to learn the NBA game and learn that he needed even a quicker release, even though he's six seven. He's almost perfected the yard of catch and shoot. Uh, If you can, Steph Curry has done it in a different way. But it's happened really fast. And I was listening to another pundit, and he was right, he'll remain nameless. But it's been really easy for them in the grand scheme of things. Yes, their team is great. The coaching's been great. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson have amassed any sort of expectation that anybody thought either of them would have coming out of the draft, and more so Steph. And LeBron James has had to grind. He's had to grind, he hasn't had great teams, he won 60 plus games in Cleveland with probably the worst team to ever make it to the NBA Finals, and he did it on his own. He scored 25 points in the fourth quarter in overtime straight to beat Detroit in a playoff game when he was a baby. He went to Miami, they had a couple stripes there, they lost to Dallas, Uh, they lost to San Antonio, and he's won a couple, but it's been so difficult for him to get back and win when it seems like it's been so easy for Golden State. Do you agree with that?
3: You know, I do agree with that. Here's what I also find interesting is how many haters that LeBron James has come across. And it's the opposite for Steph, in my opinion, and Clay. They've been able to sit back and just ride this wonderful wave when it's just an uphill battle for one of the best players. And I think the best player in the NBA, LeBron James, especially you know as he peeks out as a player here, it's been a grind. His whole career has been a grind, although he has a lot to show for it. You know, he's really worked hard for it. And I think you're hitting it right on when you say these other guys, sure, they tweaked their games. And and now here they are with a big old ring and, you know, repeating champions, you know, possibly. And yeah, it's been easy for them.
2: Well, and And, and
3: and easy work hard.
2: Easy is a very uh, loose term, I should say. It's impossible to make it to the NBA. It's impossible to win a championship percentage wise. (laughs) Okay, so this is very, they've made it look easy. Let me say that. And LeBron, regardless of all the, just the muscle mass and the just ability innate, God-given, or whatever innate, and worked on, because his game has definitely evolved, especially in the last three or four years it's, the situation for LeBron has never really been easy. Because in Cleveland, you know the, I already talked about that in Miami, they were expected to win,
3: mm-hmm. expected
2: to win right away. And yep. uh, they made it to the Finals. They made it to the Finals. Le- LeBron's made it to the Finals for the better part of a decade straight. 10, ten and 13 seasons or something like that. And yep. he's... Yeah. Not 10, that's not true. But it's a 7 and 10 or something like that. And It's, it's impressive, very impressive. Yet, people still look at the record for, the amount for every time he's made it to the Finals and not him making it to the Finals that many times. Jerry West has lost the record for the most amount of Finals. I think it's eight. I think he's one and eight in the finals, but he's still the logo. So it's it's it, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Would you rather go 2 and 0 in finals or 2 and 5?
3: Hmm. Well, in finals 2 and 0. Why is that? I think 2 and 0, you can't scoff at it. If you go 2-0, oh, you, you haven't lost a game yet. Uh, but think about it this way. You've also not learned enough. And so those three losses are are, are needed to learn and, and needed to, to, to change your game. Like you said, people's games have evolved because of shortcomings, because of things that they needed to change. If you just go through your life and, and never have an upset or a setback, you know, same thing. If you get into the finals and you just keep winning and don't have any losses, then, then then you're not really learning the game and you're not learning how to change what needs to be changed to get better at the game. So, you know what? I rescind. Two and five.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that
3: because I was I'm supposed to say so that I disagree fast. with you.
2: No, so here's, okay. and this is, I'm taking it as a, just a much more raw approach. Right. You were the second best team in the NBA, Three or whatever five more times than that team that didn't make it What were those teams doing miss losing in the playoffs and you make it to the you make it to the championship? I would take as many finals appearances as possible if I went one in nine That's and I'm not I'm not comparing right now Steph Curry to LeBron James because LeBron James has been in the league a lot longer I'm just giving arbitrary numbers. So with LeBron going there that many times it just adds to his lineage And some things have, so twice he's been in the finals. One was with a bad team, and then one was with a depleted team, which was last year. And then one was when he just started playing with Dwayne Wade and uh, Chris Bosh. So that's half. And just because you make it, and it shows how incredible of a player LeBron James is, because he makes it on his own. He made it on his own once, and then he made it, he went up 2 1 against Cleveland or against Golden State last year on his own. He averaged 38 a game for crying out loud. There's only so much you can do as one player. Now, jumping back to the 2015 2016 season, these are the two best teams, and they have the best. Like, LeBron, I, and I will still say this, we have to go to break in 30 seconds, so I'm just going to finish this thought. We'll go to break. LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving on paper, supersede, in my opinion, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green. And the reason why I say that is because Steph Curry, and take the laughing away that Russell Westbrook did about his defense, Steph Curry is an underrated defender, but he's not a great defender. Klay Thompson is an underrated defender. Draymond Green is a great defender and an overrated all-around player. I'm going to touch on Cleveland on the other side. Alex Clancy in studio. Matt Fish on the line. We will be right back.
1: Look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's sports talk on the voice America sports network.
0: Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
2: The future of online TV is here.
1: You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Alex Clancy in studio, lonely Matt Fish out in the heartland, Iowa, on his farm. God, you and I couldn't have grown up any differently. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's enviable. Like I, me growing up in L.A. in a big city, and like I can't fathom just the peace that you get on a big family farm that's been in your family from ge- for generations.
3: Oh, I can't even tell you. I'm right now looking out, and I'm just looking out at no neighbors. There's no neighbors in a you know quarter mile away, and there's a barn that's on a big old red barn. We got several of them, but one of them has the date 1888 scrolled on the side of it. It was a good year. That was a good year. We were hey, was it? So we, were <laughs> out, we were out on four wheelers today and just riding around, and you know you see deer and you know turkey, and it's just great. It's just totally different. You know, I I understand both sides. You know, I had the chance to play in New York. I played in Miami for the i played out in los angeles for the clippers yet yeah, when i come back here and sit on this a couple hundred acres that has been in our family for a long long time i feel at peace it's comfortable it's quiet you know you eat, there's all kinds of livestock you know you have animals everywhere and you know it's just it's all right it's just okay to just pump the brakes every now and again and hey that's what i'm doing right now
2: yeah it's very selfish of you because now i have to explain to my dad who's coming out this weekend what 115 degrees feels like if we're gonna go play golf on sunday so that's.
3: You better get there at 4 in the morning.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're going to pay us to play golf. I already dealt with it. There's no way I'm paying for 115 Anyways, Anyways, uh, Rebound Radio, Alex Clancy and Studio Madfish on the line. 888-346-9144. We're talking all things finals. Coming up, we will talk about my theory as to why Steph Curry and Klay Thompson can do what they've done on the court and kind of take a little more risk than maybe some other players in the NBA and as to why Steph Curry hasn't made one blip on the radar with his four-year, $44 million contract extension that he signed two years ago. So next year, he's only going to be making $12 million. We're going to touch on that. Uh, Dwayne Casey got an extension. Jeff Hornacek is now the official head coach of the New York Knicks. Poor Jeff. But back to Cleveland and Golden State. Before the break, I was talking about how the big three for Golden State on paper, doesn't look as good as Cleveland's big three and Kyrie, Kevin, and LeBron. And mm. Draymond Green, I said, when he first became an all-star, he had the remnants features of a cool, calm Ron Artest. And this is taking away malice in the palace. This is taking away all the bad things that Ron Artest has done, all the suspensions, all the everything. And then... Draymond Green gets flagrant fouls every other game. Gets technical fouls every other game. He's playing with fire. And because he plays in Golden State and because he has the golden boy of Steph Curry on his team and Klay Thompson, it's really not an issue. But if he were playing somewhere else, like New York, or Chicago, or even Miami, where things are not as great and not as, you know, all rainbows and butterflies like they are in the, in, in the Pacific Northwest. I guess you can call Northern California that. It's kind of getting swept under the rug. And last series with the kick, we'll just call it the kick heard around the world, uh, heard around all the way to New Zealand uh, on Steven Adams. Uh, mm-hmm. There's starting to be things that's starting to become more and more patterns of him getting technicals, flagrant fouls, uh, yelling at the refs. This is a teapot that might whistle soon. And we just need to watch out for it. And and I will take Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving over that all day. Good offense will always be good defense in the new NBA. What do you think?
3: Well, Green is an excitable player. He's somebody who feels he has to bring the energy. He has to bring the defense. It's on him to rebound. He has to find every edge he can. I think part of his edge is just that. He's a loose wire. He likes to run around. And you know what? I've been labeled the crazy white guy. So someone has to be labeled crazy so he can run around and be a little crazy. You know, and I think that you're right. You touched a little bit on, on this pattern that's starting to, to, to come back over and over again. And, and to me, I think in a way, he's starting to kind of relish in this role. Um, but also, you've got to think this way, he got there doing that. He has to play a little bit nutty, a little bit crazy. He's an undersized center, so he has to, you know, extend not only his personality, but his playing ability and his, his, his height, has to, he has to stretch it out. He hasn't got super long arms, so he has to do a variety of things to play uh, unstable, if you will, so others are looking at down, you know, down their nose like, this guy, I just don't know what you're going to get out of
2: him. Now, so that's kind of what my thought is. I agree, and that's, and th- and that's fine until it's not fine. You know, until he crosses that line and gets maybe jumps over the line just a little bit too much, gets a two game suspension. And now he's marked by referees and the NBA. Like, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, He's still a young guy, he's only been in the league a few years. Hopefully, he figures it out and learns how to curtail the energy like Russell Westbrook has. You know, put it into your game and not so much the extracurriculars. But my next question to you, which is a little hybrid of the Golden State versus Cleveland thing, is a big deal has been made of Kevin Love not playing in the fourth quarter in important games because he's defensive liability. Now, Draymond Green is not a gifted offensive player. He'll hit the occasional three when they're up. You're never going to go to him, uh, you know, when they're down 10, 12 points for a big three. It's not going to happen you choose Harrison Barnes or Andre Iguodala over him, let alone the other two big sharpshooters. Why wouldn't you put Kevin Love on Draymond Green defensively? Make Draymond Green beat you offensively, even though Kevin Love is a defensive liability, I don't think that Draymond Green would eat him alive for 28. I just don't see it in his nature and his abilities on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, is that, is that crazy to think that maybe they'll just, if you can have Kevin Love just cancel out Draymond Green, scoring wise, and you deal with the defense uh, from Draymond Green. I don't see a really a big deal there if if you put Kevin Love on Draymond Green. Well,
3: Green has the ability to put up some numbers, uh, and and kind of in some stretches, he's a little streaky, and I like I really. I find it interesting you say he, he'll hit the three when they're up by 10. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. They, they don't necessarily go to him when they absolutely need a shot, but he'll take it when he's wide open. You know, it, it's the other things he brings to the table. It's just that crazy, crazy fella that runs up and down and screams and hollers and goes and bangs and gets a rebound and pushes it up the floor at 180 miles an hour. He's, he's the most out of control, in control player I've ever seen. You know, and somehow he gets to the rack, and oftentimes he gets the uh, foul. But but I I, you know when Kevin Love is out of the game, you know you got Kevin Love who ought to be in the game. And and when you say when you make that point, I I agree. I think that they ought to have Kevin Love in there. Uh, They haven't played or logged a lot of minutes uh, against one another uh, all year long. They've only played twice. So as this thing unfolds, we'll just see how that thing hammers itself out. I do think the two. I think Love needs a few more minutes. I do think he does in more crunch time. I really do.
2: Well. You paid him. You traded the number one overall pick for him. Why would you sit him? This is your bet that you made. So yeah, take it's and. It's
3: like you got to play him. I, you know, you got to, like, if you spent the money. You know, he's healthy. He, he, he's back playing good. He's back in shape his shot seems to be pretty good, but then he's benched late in the games. And, and I was curious, too, on that. But maybe it's just how the, the last game wound up, and maybe this game we'll see something different.
2: Yeah, and, and it hasn't been an issue recently because he's been lights out from the three, and he's been rebounding a little better. If You you need scoring against Golden State. <laughs> news flash. So if you have Tristan Thompson down low, offensive liability. If you have, you know, you'll have Jarris. So... Uh, a great lineup that they put out there is Kyrie, J.R. Smith, LeBron James, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. That's going to be like the the OKC version of Serge Ibaka playing down low. Not as long, because nobody's as long as Kevin Durant on that team. Westbrook's very long. He's longer than Kyrie Irving. But Kyrie Irving is a more effective scorer, and he's a more effective uh, uh, one-on-one point guard. And I I would say that he's the best off-the-dribble one-on-one point guard in the league taking one guy off the dribble and scoring. Because he's the perfect height, he's the perfect quickness, he's got the, some of the best handles I've ever seen, and you have him, you have Jared Smith, who has been able to play like Jared Smith and not having to put up starter, starter numbers, because even if he shoots three for 18, they could still win games. Last year in the finals, when there was no Kevin Love, no Kyrie, he had to score 30 or they weren't going to have a chance to win. And that's not, that's not what he's built to do. So when you have him as the two... And then you put LeBron or Kevin Love, the 3-4 or whatever, and Tristan Thompson down low. That's the best lineup. I still think that you play Kevin Love on Draymond Green instead of Tristan Thompson. And you just suck it up putting Tristan Thompson on, you know, the next big guy, Harrison Barnes, whatever. And make Harrison Barnes beat you. Because you need your big three out there if you're Cleveland to score more points than Golden State does.
3: You just need them. You do, you do, and, and there's no doubt about. It. They're going to need to put up some big time uh, points in order just to keep up with Golden State. Um, um, but you know, you also got to think what kind of defense can they bring? And, and again, they—I know, I just—I think that they're going to try to come out and defend hard too, not just put up points. Obviously, if if they think you know that's what's going to take to win a, to win it all. So, yes, they got to put up big numbers, but they also have to defend. And I think that they have the advantage in the rebounding aspect of things, and I think that's kind of a golden state. They're going to have to rebound. I think they're going to be behind the eight ball on that. So that, that's another thing is a rebounding stat. I think that's huge. I think that if if, if they can keep... Uh, Cleveland off the off the uh, boards, that they have a, a lot better chance of winning it all. When you're talking about Golden State Warriors, and then vice versa, if, if they start beating up the boards, it's over. So I think that's a key key stat too is is rebounding. And what's your best rebounding uh, squad out there, or can we really put Golden State on their heels with our rebounding abilities?
2: Time for subplot number two. Alex Clancy in studio, Matt Fish on the line from the beautiful Iowa. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, if you don't know, both of their fathers played in the NBA, Dell Curry and Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson won a ring with the Lakers after a midseason trade from Portland, I do believe. And LeBron James has been a self made man. And Del Curry made nineteen million dollars in his career, one nine. Michael Thompson, I don't know if this number is correct, so don't quote me on it, but Michael Thompson, I think, made $4.5 million in his career, maybe a little more, and he's definitely made more. Both of them have with their commentating and and, uh, analyst positions they've had on the radio uh, since, pretty much, at least in the last seven or eight years. Steph Curry is the most uh, weirdly talented player in the NBA that we've seen in a long time. Uh, he influences the younger generation more than I've ever seen. Granted, I'm only uh, 32, and uh, I started watching Magic when I was six, but it's, I never really got the grasp of him. But with, with Steph Curry, it seems like he plays with nothing to lose because he really does, doesn't have a lot to lose, in my opinion. Klay Thompson, same thing. They're playing in a different way than, than a lot of the other guys are. There's, it seems like there's no pressure on them. And Steph Curry came out of Davidson, uh, made a long, made a deep run into the NCAA tournament. He got put on the map because he looked like he was 8 years old then, and he was draining, draining shots from everywhere, dropping 40 in the tournament. So he's kind of been an underdog in his life, but an underdog was Shelter. And Shelter has a bad connotation at times, and I'm not using it in that way, but he has lived a life that has allowed him to play any way that he wanted and didn't have to conform. And Klay Thompson has... And this is not taking away from their skill and their hard work. Uh, Steph Curry is the second coming of Ray Allen with his work ethic of shooting in the gym and everything hours and hours and hours before and after games. It's been documented. That's why he's the best shooter that we've ever seen. Arguably. Now, with guys that didn't come from as great a background they have had a lot more pressure on them and with like money and contracts and everything trying to make as much money as possible to kind of uh, retroactively live a better life th- from here on out that kind of would hopefully it, you know make up for the shortcomings initially steph curry is making 11 million dollars this year he is the 54th ranked nba player with regards to salary for the 2015-2016 season. 54th, back-to-back MVP. Do you think that if he didn't come from where he came from that that would be the case?
3: Well, I think part of it has to do too with the shoe contract that he has. Uh, He's set for life when it comes to the money he makes outside the game. Uh, I think that he has somebody that, like his father who has played the game before him uh, set the precedence. I know that... Those who have relatives in the league seem to me, not only do they have the DNA and the work ethic, but also they have a handshake that says you have a chance, you'll have an opportunity. I think some of that goes on. And coming from somebody who's never really had guaranteed money, you know, myself, I I could never rest. You know, I, I always had to play injured. You know, and I'm trying to put myself into, and it's so hard, because where he's at and where I was when I played are two different stories. But I'm trying to understand it as a former player myself. Sure. And, and, you know, and, and so when you say this and you try to make these points, and, and they're very viable. I think when you have somebody in your corner like, somebody who has had the success like their parents do and continue to have success. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot more confidence and there's a lot more opportunities that can be afforded you. Uh, and it goes along with taking a little less money along the way with the idea that it's going to pay back tenfold in the future.
2: Yeah. And that's very well put And I, And I'll put all of the, <laughs> all of the players before the money boom into that group. You know, this isn't just the, the players now that are trying to get every dime, just beca- make your money where you can, absolutely. I didn't used to uh, assign myself to that side of the wedding family, so to speak, but I do now, make your money where you can, because you don't know how long it's going to last. I understand that. So I'll put all of the players before the big money boom into that, including you, everything. It's the grind for most is not the grind for these two. and I, And I'm just... I'm uh, microscoping. No, that's not right. Magnifying glassing. I'm using making up another word. These two, just because they're in the finals. I'm not making examples out of these two guys for any other reason than that. And right. Steph, and oh. it, it, well, but you can't take. And uh, another thing, that you say, I can't necessarily combine the outside money that he makes with the NBA money because he still should be, in essence, the top paid player in the NBA. In essence, he should be. And the one thing that I don't like that people say is, oh, he's, he's just a good team player. Obviously, he's a good team player. That's not why he's not taking more money yet.
3: Right. Well, there's money, and then there's buku money, and then what's enough money? You know, it's all relative. It's kind of like heat. It's hot here, but, man, it's really hot where you're at. You know, or he's taller. Man, look how tall he is. Or look how old that person is. It's such relativeness. You know, and I don't know where it fits in. There's no doubt about it. They should all get. Paid, you know what they're what they're worth, or what you know what what the market brings. You know, but then you, you put that confidence of a father who's already p- paved the way for him. It's like having an older brother going through school. Man, it can be good or bad. You know, your brother could go through there and just be a hellion, tear things up. Now here comes oh geez, here comes the little one. You know, and he's going to be just like his brother. You know, or the other way around. You know, Dell Curry was an unbelievable shooter in the NBA. Then you got his son who's been brought up around the game his entire life. You know, and there's no doubt about it, he has some great abilities to shoot the ball. That is just no question whatsoever. But then throw some confidence on that, as well as the ability to have somebody who's paved the way, you know, and you've got a pocket full of money already, and you've got the world behind you, and you're an endeared person. And I'm talking about Curry right now in particular. Um, I knew Dell more than I knew um, Michael Thompson, so I, I could... I feel like I could speak a little more on this, but I I never experienced anything like that personally, um, going through someone else blazing the trail and, hey, man, buddy, you know, you just follow along like you're supposed to do and everything's going to fall in place, so don't worry about the money because the money will come. I feel that's what's happening. I do. I feel that he's got a father who's blazed the way. He's already got a ring on his hand. Here comes some big money after this, you know, this next CBA agreement that's going to come out, you know, one way or another. There's going to be a lot more money available. So money now isn't going to be what money will be in the very near future.
2: Wow, well put. I want to talk about this more on the other side. Alex Clancy, Matt Fishing Studio. We will continue about the Del Curry and uh, Michael Thompson talk. And where's Kevin Durant in the land? We'll be right back. Oh, man, yeah.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart
1: Time three p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America
3: Sports Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for
2: iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Oh.
1: You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to Fish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Final segment, Alex Clanty in studio, Matt Fish on the line. We are talking all things NBA Finals and the subplots that we feel uh, that are pertinent to uh, talk about. We've been talking about everything. First of <laughs> all, uh, we've talked about Steph Curry and and the contract and everything. I it just I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. It just seems like I'm right. <laughs> I but I, but I I don't know and and we'll see at the end of next year, uh, what kind of money he's gonna make. Uh, I think that Golden State should rip it up give him his 200 mil at the end of this season, especially if they win the championship. Uh, yeah. But we'll go from there. And, and tell me a little bit more about Del Curry, because a lot of people don't know really uh, who he is, You know, especially in, in this new generation. So uh, give me a little interaction, uh, interaction talk with Mr. Del Curry.
3: Well, you know what I knew about Del, that she was just a great person. I know he also had God first and foremost. I know he carried that on through his son. You can just see it. You know, by the way, he points to the sky every time he shoots a three when he's talking about Steph. But his dad played of his career, most of his career, right there in um, right there in in um, Charlotte. And one thing was for sure is that he was a pure and he was a team player. So some of those aspects have definitely carried over, you know, to to his son. No no doubt about it. Um, so so it's just interesting to see an ex- an extension of who he is and what you know he he believes. And then to see it, you know, in his own son and, and actually taking it to uh, another level than his dad did. But, uh, you know, just, just really, it's just uh, from what I can really tell is, you know, and I've been around them Del's some and I've been even around Steph a little, and I can just see their mannerisms, mannerisms the way they carry themselves. You know, there's confidence, yet there's humbleness, you know, and, and there's team camaraderie and there's, there's team building and team play and, you know, the ability to just go ahead and put that pure shooter out on the court. You know, and it's it's just great to just see the generations, you know, go from one to another and just passing that torch on to uh, two-time MVP Steph. You know, his dad was the beginning of all of that.
2: Yeah, and it's interesting. Dell was kind of like the the silent assassin, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh It's it, it it it's interesting to see Steph that just, you know, tore the roof off the Curry family and is just just it's. Throwing it in people's faces, but in a, I look like I'm 12, and you know I'm I'm not an ugly person, and you know kind of thing. It's just candy coating everything. Where if that were somebody else, they would get teed up all the time. So he has figured out the equation to be able to do whatever the hell he wants on the court. And I mean, he's again the arguably the best player. In the NBA, and we'll find out in about two weeks if that's 100% well, true or not. You know,
3: th- think about the range that he's allowed to have. When, 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 if I was to ever shoot at some of those shots that he shot, there's no doubt I'd be on the bench, but I didn't have any, I've never had that kind of green light. When you have the green light that he has, he is swinging on four balls and no strikes every time. You know, he's just somebody who, who, who has not only the confidence in himself, but when the coach and somebody like Coach of the Year, you know, Kerr, has his back and will allow him to make mistakes, those mistakes suddenly turn into unbelievably great coaching decisions by leaving him in the game or allowing him to have that kind of green light opportunity. So, you know, hey, I wouldn't know what that felt like either to have the green light. But it's certainly interesting to see somebody who, who has stepped up in that limelight and taken full advantage of the opportunity to have that green light and then make it, to where he has the pinnacle of the sport and like you said in two weeks maybe two time back to backers so Matt we'll Fish
2: see. Matt Fish Alex Clancy Rebound Radio check out voiceamerica.tv uh, Matt has some great interviews with former NBA yeah. players and executives a lot of great stuff on the Rebound channel there's so much good stuff over there you should just go over there it's, it's the click of a mouse that's the generation nowadays damn millennials that we are catering to you so mm-hmm. who you got? Who do I got? This is your final chance. Okay. To tweak, rub some oil, some molasses on it. Tell me who you got. Who do I have? I have the Cavs in seven. Oh, another little wrinkle. Matty Fish, you are full of surprises. Okay, I said Cleveland in six over Golden State before the playoffs started. And (laughs) I'm sticking to it. Now, who do you... Tonight is not going to be a huge moniker for what's going to happen in the rest of the series. If we see, if anybody has watched any part of the NBA playoffs this year, it's throw the damn book out, we have no idea what's going to happen. And it's not, series-wise, it's game to game. Last series with Golden State and and, uh, and OKC, there were four blowouts. And the series went seven games. So we, I don't see as many blowouts because I think Cleveland's going to try as much as they can and slow it down. Something that Oklahoma City can't do. They don't have the, the half-court offense to be able to do that. Cleveland does. Cleveland has, in my opinion, the best player in the NBA. He has, they have the probably the third or fourth best point guard. And Golden State has the two best shooters in the game. And scores, whatever. Very, very interchangeable adjectives with Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. Tonight, I think it's going to be very ugly early because there's so much emotion. It's like the National Championship basketball game. Mm. It's going to be a little ugly early, and then calm, and then boom. And I think it's going to be one of the best series we've ever seen, even though it's only going to go six.
3: Wow, only six? I'd like to see all seven. I know,
2: but I, I want to see all seven, but yeah. I, I, st- I said this 40 days ago or whatever, right? Forty days? Is that when? The forty days and 40, 40 games and forty nights? Yeah, it's something like that. I don't know. Yeah, between thirty yep. and forty days ago. So, who do you think wins tonight? Oh man,
3: you know what? They they are going to try to find themselves early. They have to figure out. Um, um, you know, Cleveland's coming off of this big rest. You know, and so they're going to be all wound up and they may be over jumping, you know, and they may have too much energy. And here we are in the finals, you know, trying to make sure that we all calm our nerves and look, everybody, let's play as hard as we possibly can, but play within ourselves. If you see Golden State start really clicking and really start playing like they're capable of playing, they can put up 20 points in just a flash, So that is exactly what the Cavs have to make sure doesn't happen. And you're right. They have to slow it down. They have to get physical. They can't just let them run around off picks and just catch and shoot. So the Cavaliers, I think, are going to bang hard. I think they're going to come out hard and they're going to come out early. And I think tonight's going to be a grind, but the Cavs are going to pull it off. This first game, the
2: Cavs are going to win. You think the Cavs are going to win?
3: On the road, yeah, I swear tonight it's just going to be because they're just they're so well-rested, and I think they're just going to hit them hard. It's going to put Cleveland on, or it's going to put Golden State on kind of on their heels. It's going to knock them off kilter, and then the Cavs are just going to dig in and go ahead and win this game. Now, it's not going to be a blowout, but they're going to pull it off tonight.
2: <sighs> you disappoint me again because that's what I was going to say. So you have, you have LeBron James coming into whatever the 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 choppy waters of Oracle Arena and yeah. you're going to see the last 10% of LeBron James battery life in this series he's saved 10% this whole year which is an immeasurable amount in the math that I just made up that he has been waiting for this this year this time, this team, and this opponent. And I'm going to tell you why. This is his team. He made this team. He didn't go join somebody else's team. He didn't bring in another guy from the, uh, th- the cold north up top to come in with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and take the city from Dwayne Wade. This is his city. This has been his team. And this is what they've been waiting for since the day he was drafted. This series. And he will not let this go to waste. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's ready to go. You have a team that might have overachieved the last couple years, and I'm, I, I'm not saying they have, but just with the general makeup of the team and general makeup of championship teams over the you know 60 years, this isn't a, a, a general makeup of an NBA championship team in Golden State. LeBron James will punish whoever he has to punish, he will have career finals numbers, and he will not let this team lose, and it starts with game one. And I am, with all the fiber of my beings, truly believe that. And he will will everybody that hasn't made it to the finals before, which is pretty much everybody, and hasn't played, because Kyrie played one game, Kevin Love didn't play, you know, this is... This is It's the time now where Tristan Thompson needs to step up, where J.R. Smith can play in the J.R. Smith role and just jack threes all day, and then LeBron will be LeBron, and he will not be stopped. And that is my sermon for the day.
3: <laughs> Alex Clancy has spoken, and I hear what you're saying. I hear it all loud and clear, and I tell you this much, at the age that he is, at the level of play that he's brought himself to, and the history that went behind it, you do have a very valid point there. I think he's going to come out beast mode. I think he's going to come out knocking people down, and he's going to will himself, you know, to this first victory, you know, and then, and and, and it sounds to me like you've got it all planned out, but this is just going to hammer itself out. Why not just sweep him, Right. Well, this Let's not get crazy,
2: sir. Let's have, <laughs> yeah, this come a sweep.
3: on. There's no way we've all waited too long to have a great competition here, and we we finally we're going to get treated to some wonderful uh, basketball. There's no doubt about it. And and there's some wills out there. And one you spoke of, LeBron James, has one of the toughest wills. And you know what? He is the best player in basketball right now. And you know if if he has anything to do with it, I agree. I think he's going to come out and just make sure that you know if we do lose it, it ain't going to be because of me. And he wants to make sure that, you know, uh, Cleveland or Akron doesn't matter. You know, it's home to him. It's
2: close enough. (laughs) All those things people, no, he's from Akron. It doesn't count. It's Cleveland. (laughs) Make another basketball team in Akron and then we'll care. Give me a break. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we have two minutes left, so we will touch on Kevin Durant really quick. I'm going to ask you very fast what you think. I'm going to tell you what I think, and then we'll talk about it next week. Do you think he will go ahead?
3: the money now. He's going to take the 25 million. He's going to stay there because I think that they made it all the way to the Spurs. So since he made it to the Spurs, that's far enough, you know, for him to come back and really warrant a good, good run for next year because the money after that's going to be so huge. And I don't think he has to worry about being injured. I don't think he has to worry about signing a long contract after he puts his one year in and pockets his 25 males.
2: So that's it. And then then if they say they get outed in the second round of the playoffs, but Russell Westbrook wants to stay, then what?
3: You know, I think the two of them need to be there in order to win themselves a championship. I think the two of them had their head on straight this year, and they really had a common goal and tried to work really hard together to get there and got further than I even think they might have thought, You know, even though they felt like they should have won it all. But really when they sit back and take a hard look at it, they're going to need one another. They have a great team out there, and they went very, very deep this year and did it and really had a very great chance of knocking off last year's champions and the Warriors. And it's just amazing they came back and went ahead and uh, uh, took out uh, Oklahoma. But I tell you what, he's just going to uh, give him another year. He's just going to, he's got to stay. He has to, because once he's gone, it's just going to upset the Apple cart. They can't do that. They have to keep everyone together. They've got a winning team there. they got a team that could win it all in the near future. So don't, don't go breaking it up. Don't go taking the wheels off of this cart. Just keep riding it like you've been.
2: So the options are stay a year, right. stay forever, and go. Um, right. I'm going to tell you what I think next week, because we're out of time. Matt Fish, Alex Clancy, great show, Matt. Oh. Uh, have fun in Iowa. I want to hear that dinner bell ringing, because I'm starving. I will uh, talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio. See you guys later.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week.